Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another video game review. This one's going to be for a Plague Tale Requiem, which was developed by uh, one Asobo Studios, and I played this on my PlayStation 5. I'm your host, Matthew. We're going to start off spoiler-free and get into spoilers later. Let's go to our rating system. We've got strong must-play, must-play, don't skip, possible skip, skip, and a hard skip, as you've seen from the title with the capital letters. This is getting a strong must play. There's a few different areas for me to approach this game and talk about it. Because although I do think this is a top tier prestige game. It is a top tier prestige game in its attempt. And I feel it would have been more recognised as a top tier prestige game if this game had a bit more, just a little bit more budget towards it. Um, and also if the first game um, also was, you know, more recognised and that kind of stuff. Um, and this game seems to be praised by a small but dedicated crowd. Now it did get nominated for the game of the year. It didn't win, obviously Elden Ring won that. Uh, Plague Tale didn't win any of its nominations, unfortunately. It's one of them games where I feel did get shafted in the Game of the Year awards or the Game Awards, which is unfortunate because obviously God of War took, God of War Ragnarok took so many awards um, at this year's showcase or the 2022 uh, Game Game Awards. Um, I thought this was a very special experience in terms of games, um, in terms of the story. I think the story is what works best here and is the best thing about this game. I do like the gameplay a lot and it has got a lot of great ideas. The budget of this game kind of holds back the execution of the gameplay a little bit but I still feel like the gameplay and the execution of it is excellent. Um, it just feels like it, at, at certain small little moments this game is a little bit held back by budget. I'm not saying this is like a cheap game or something, but this isn't like, you know, a proper full-on big AAA game. I'd say, I'd say this is still a AAA game, but not one of your, like, big, big games. I feel like this story, this game, deserves the same budget as something like maybe The Last of Us or something like that um, to improve it. And I'm not criticising the graphics but to improve things like graphics or to make the animations a little bit better and again in all in all different categories this game is pretty excellent it just is held back ever so slightly by the by its budget i feel um to stop it from being more widely recognized as that top top level of game i think the story here is very special very strong very emotional um the last act the last portion of this game in terms of its story really did hit me <clears throat> which is which is very very good um but yeah let's get into <clears throat> excuse me let's get into uh some of my notes here so i'm gonna start off with gameplay and then we'll get into haptic feedback and whatnot so of course this is a third party game so the haptic feedback isn't going to be front and center but there were some good uses of it in certain points um so what are you doing in this game you might ask uh, you are running around as Amicia, and you've got her brother called Hugo. 
Hugo um, has got this illness, this uh, disease thing of sorts, where he's got these sort of black veins, is the best way to describe it. And he is unfortunately connected to these very dangerous, deadly rats. He doesn't have control over them, but he can, because he hasn't got control of this illness, he can cause rats to spur out in very, very big numbers, not from him, not from his body, but from, like, to to call upon the rats sort of thing, which creates for some absolutely phenomenal set pieces. I'll get onto the set pieces in a minute, but the set pieces are awesome in this game. Um, and it's up to Amicia to go with her brother, sometimes with another character with you. Characters come in and out of this game. Um, to get him to somebody so that he can hopefully get healed of his illness. Now, I played about half of the first game, which is a Plague Tale... Uh, what was the other one called? It was Plague Tale something, but it, it's not called Plague Tale 1 and 2. It's Plague Tale... Is it Innocence, I think it was called? And then Plague Tale Requiem is this one. I would say, from my experience... Although there were some nuggets of information that I didn't quite fully... I understood them, but I didn't get the uh, backstory or reference to all of them. I would say that you don't need to play the first game to experience this. Because the second game... Now, I don't know what happens at the end of the first game. But the second game still continues with the same fundamental story. Which is Hugo's still sick. Uh, the rats are still dangerous, there's people after you, and you're doing... It, it has got, like, echoes of the Joel and Ellie thing, not the same type of relationship. Because that's more father-daughter, this is directly brother and sister. Um, but it does have that echoes of, like, you're playing as the older, smarter character. The other character is, like, younger and learning, but you're taking them with you to go somewhere. Which is kind of a big chunk of the of, obviously, the setup of the last of us i would say this as well and this is quite a, it feels like quite a big thing for me to say because i absolutely love the last of us if you've been following uh, excuse me entertainment talk for a bit of time you'll know that i really 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 love that series the first game and the second game and left behind and i am very very excited for the tv series uh in january if this had a bigger budget and the narrative was a bit deeper. Characters were a little bit more fleshed out. Had a bigger budget. And a bigger following. This could be maybe not as good as The Last of Us. But close to it. Um, the difference there is you've got the power of Naughty Dog behind Last of Us. Big budget. First party. You know. Triple A. Big video game. Um... Everything in The Last of Us is still better than Plague Tale. But there, there's echoes in Plague Tale of The Last of Us where I thought... Okay, it's kind of got like some similar themes. Similar sort of gameplay premise roughly. Um, that type of thing. It has the potential to be almost as good as The Last of Us. Has potential to be. I don't know if it will ever fulfill that potential. Uh, but it's got it. Um... Yeah, alright, let's talk about the, the actual gameplay itself then. Um, so, yeah, you're using a sling. Yeah, you're you're using a sling in this game. And your job is essentially to, if you've got areas around you, um, and there's the rats near it, to make as much fire as possible. You can either do that by slinging fire, not fire rocks, but like slinging fire 
at um different sort of like you'll be able to see in the game dif different sort of lamps and things like that that you can uh put on fire this game kind of expands most of its areas in really really smart ways <clears throat> something i always say that i want games to do is take a look at what you've got in the first game and expand upon it in whatever ways you'd like to do that as a studio and this gives you things like the ability to make the fires bigger for a shorter period of time. Um, you have the ability to extinguish fire in this game. Um, which is very good and very, very useful in, in certain situations. You've got like what I can only describe as sort of rat bait. Where you can sort of uh, temporarily, you know, distract the rats by using that. Um... You've also got... Uh, what else have you got in this game as well? Um, there's a couple of other things I'm forgetting about right now. You've still got your your main sort of like... Just slinging the rocks. Which you can do at some of the enemies. Um, there's like, like I said different tar. Like pots and things that you can use. There's a lot of different sort of... It's a bit more tactical this game. Because you can really like look around the area and think... Okay how, how much of what have I got? And where can I use what? And like where are the enemies, which ones have got helmets on, uh, which ones are like armoured up and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I th I, th I think the gameplay is really really good with this, I, I really really do. Um, and it kept me on my toes, it kept me thinking. And this isn't just sort of like oh you're going to run in, sling some rocks and some fire and you'll be, and you'll be fine. You really do have to think about like... Um, like when you pick up a stick and you can set that on fire or uh, you can use that for a period of time. Can you use that to get to the next like pot of, of, of fire in in a particular way? Um, can you use that and kind of, you know, um, get to where you need to next? Um, and then there's... I don't want to spoil all the game mechanics actually. I, I've mentioned a few of them already like the tar which is, which is very interesting. Very, very, very well done. Um, and there's like a lot, there's like a lot of other things that are put into this game as well, which I, I really, really liked. Um, and every sing, almost every single time a new mechanic or a new something got introduced, um, I looked at all of them every single time and thought, oh, that's useful. That's very, very useful. Of, oh, now you can do this to this thing. Or now we're going to put this new item in this area. And you can use this against it to do this. And then if you think about, like, when you go to your next area, that new thing will sort of be there next to the old stuff. Um, and the game doesn't really forget about its older mechanics. What it does is it just builds upon new mechanics. Um, this includes, like, the, the new crossbow and stuff that you've got that has, like, a really big gameplay advantage i want to say as well i like the structure of and i didn't quite take full full advantage of this until later in the game um this is, is very much a linear game this, this isn't open world or anything there's certain open areas but though the, it's the 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 gameplay structure of it is very very linear however there is kind of things where you can see you can see like okay i'm clearly supposed to go this way but if i I'm smart enough, and if I, if I figure out this area enough, I can use this, this, and this, and there's clearly like a box over there. And if I get to that box, there'll be some stuff in there, or there'll be some some uh, some bolts or whatever that can shoot. All different kinds of stuff. 
Um, and it has that risk-reward feel to it, which I thought was really, really good. Um, so that was great as well. So, so I really, really enjoyed doing that. And there was certain points where I was like, okay, I've already had like quite a tough time in this area. It, in a good way, but quite a tough time in this area. I'm just going to press on. And then I kind of felt, hmm, I've got through the area. Should I have gone for that particular area? That might have been more difficult, but I I sort of got away from it. Um, so that was kind of interesting to do as well. But then when you do go over to those little areas, um, sometimes it's about finding them as well. Like some of them are sort of, hey, this area is clearly a little bit bigger. Maybe you should look around a little more. Um, or there'll be certain areas where like, okay, a guard is near some boxes. You can either try to kill that guard, use some supplies and get the stuff in the area or somehow sneak around them or whatever um one of the most satisfying things to do in the gameplay though definitely because i think i already mentioned i, I mentioned i've mentioned the crossbow i've mentioned the tar and i've mentioned the extinguished thing there was a good few gameplay sections where like the enemy would, would know i'm somewhere right in the area but not know where i am and like i would because you can throw or sling or use a crossbow with with different elements that you've that you've got or different items that you've got and like the feeling of like okay that guard's just got a torch which they're burning using wood i can extinguish that and the rats will take them out and then later on in the so they do that in a really really smart way and then later on in the game they'll kind of give you this thing where it's like okay you can take out a bunch of the fire in this area like we're going to clearly give you a lot of tools but if you do that how are you yourself going to get out of the area? And there was a couple of areas a few times. Where I was like oh I've extinguished a bunch of the things. A bunch of the fire. And how am I going to get through the area? And I've, I found that to be a very very interesting challenge. But if if you think about what you're doing enough. And you try to take use of the, of the different systems in the game. And the different kind of like mechanics you can use. You can clearly see like. Not just the potential, but like what the potential has risen to in this game, and I think it really takes good advantage of a lot of that. So that, uh, so yeah, the gameplay I think is is really, really quite good. Um, I don't have much to say about the haptic feedback. That's my next note here. Um, with haptic feedback, there was one thing I disabled with this game actually, um, and I thought it was going to work the same way that it works in The Last of Us, which is, uh, I think it's called, I think it's called Speech to Vibrations, essentially what that is, is when a character in the game is talking, your controller will have a particular type of haptic feedback, and I thought, oh, that's going to work the same way in The Last of Us, I enabled that for about the first half an hour of the game, and then turned it off, it almost got in the way of other vibrations within, within this game, so I just, I ended up switching that off, um, but you can sort of feel like, uh, you can sort of feel in the controller, uh, like the rats scurrying around you. You can kind of feel because I remember the first the first couple of times I don't think I noticed it because sometimes it is a little bit more subtle. And then the areas of those things got a bit bigger in in different scenarios. And I was like, my controller feels a bit kind of like like something's like something scurrying <laughs> in the controller. And realised it was the rats. And I tested like walking closer and further, and it's like, oh, that's 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 quite cool. Um, there's lots of little bits of haptic feedback in this game. Not like the best, best game for haptic feedback, but um, you. this is one of them games where you'd notice haptic feedback a bit more if you switched it off. Like, if you switched it off, you'd be like, oh, I'm not feeling some of the same things in this game. But the most notable piece of that, I would definitely say, is the uh, is the rats. Um, I've got set pieces written down, and I've got rats written down. 
Um, let's talk about the the rats first. So there's loads of them on the screen. Obviously, you've got the power of the uh, well, the PC uh, Series X or PS5, which is probably the best places to play this game. Because uh, this game is available on um, the games on Switch apparently, as well as games on PS5, Xbox Series X and S. Nintendo Switch and it says Microsoft Windows, but that's PC. Uh, so it's not on Xbox One or PS4. I did wonder how it would work on those. Although saying that it's not on PS4, but it is on Switch. So I'm not sure how good this game's going to be on Switch. Um, yeah, they did a great job with like uh, how the rats were done in this game and like the, the big, big crowds and things like that. Um, I never noticed any of it sort of like... Because you've got like... They're all sort of bundled together obviously. I never noticed it sort of being glitchy. Or like... Um, poorly rendered or anything like that. It, it all looked really really good. When I was when I was navigating the levels and stuff. So the rats are very very cool. Um, but no. It's it's uh, yeah pretty impressive. The amount of rats they're able to... I mean goodness me. Some, some of the latest set pieces in this game. There are literally floods... Of rats at a certain point in this game. Um, which kind of leads me on to my last spoiler free section part. Which is uh, set pieces. I think the combination. Um, th- th- there's three things that kind of stick out to me about this game. The story found very powerful. Especially the, 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 the build up to it really really does get serviced at the end. Um, the gameplay and the newer editions, and how how the game structures like, okay, I'm going to give you this new thing, play with that for a little bit, and then the next new thing, play with that for a little bit, and the next new thing. And I didn't feel overwhelmed with how many things I had, and I, I, I found them, you know, rem- remembered all different things I kind of used and all that kind of stuff. Um, that doesn't mean I always did the right thing in the right time, but the, the options are always there. So yeah, the, ga- the gameplay and the newer editions, the story... And the other thing that really impressed me, again, especially later on in this game, is the set pieces. Some of the set pieces with the rats are, uh, what 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 word do I want to use? Groundbreaking, innovative, um, just jaw-droppingly, just incredible. Um, and it really is amazing. Going back to a point I made a minute ago about like how how well the rats are done in this game. The fact that they're able to do so many big, massive, just the, the scale of some of these set pieces as well, in terms of like buildings crumbling and things like that, the, the way they're able to pull that off in this game, I thought was just breathtakingly just incredible. A- any sort of big words you want to use, or the words that I just used, or any others, um, is really breathtakingly in- in- incredible. Um, and there's there's quite a few of them where like oh something happens and you have to like they they can't work the way around the rats and they have to run away and there's certain bits where you're running towards the screen certain bits where you're running away from the screen and um the way the way they're able to pull that off was just was just incredible and i i there were parts of it where i felt Constant because there was there was one or two occasions where I like I went the wrong way or I did something wrong and I got caught but it was my fault. Um, the um, 
I was going to say, the way that, uh, yeah, like, you, you'll be just in front of the rats, just enough to where it makes you think, I'm going to get caught, I'm going to get caught, and, like, if three or four of them get onto Amicia's ankle or leg, like, they'll just pull you in and they'll just, you know, kind of drag you in and kill you, and the intense nature of it and, like, um, how it all flowed together and, like, the set pieces weren't too long, they weren't too short, they were just sort of the right length, and just just the way they were structured and the way that they were done and the music towards them and um, I thought all that was really incredible. And then also do, this also game also does a really good job within that with sort of managing and balancing over a course of well, I think my playthrough is about twenty something hours. Managing and balancing. Okay, when are we going to have those quiet? reflective moments with these characters where they talk about what's going on they talk about the stakes they talk about what's going on with hugo that happens like a, a, a really good amount of time um and then kind of when are we, when are we gonna break out from one of those moments into kind of okay here's your next not all it wasn't always just okay big massive set piece quiet moment big massive set piece quiet moment there was like levels of moments in between where it was like a medium amount of danger and like how bad could this get and then it would get gentler and quieter or it would like something would completely blow up or something like that so so the the pacing of it and and the structure of it i mean saying the structure of this game is good is kind of a bit obsolete because you are really just going with amicia the pretty much the whole way through and it is kind of one just big uh, flowing narrative like you, you're not really cutting away to other stuff per se so because most of the time um you're with amicia anyway uh there's times where like hugo will go off to other people to have narrative things happen so that you can do something else as amicia but you're always with kind of amicia and, and, and following her so structure of this game was was pretty normal anyway um but the the pacing of because uh, I looked up before I started this game, I was like, oh, curious how many chapters there were, just out of curiosity. And I was like, oh, 17. That that sounds like quite a lot. Usually I would prefer 8 or 10 or something. And I remember getting to sort of chapter 12, 13, 14, and you could tell the end game is building up and building up. And I had this eagerness to think, like, I really want to know how this story ends. I'm very, very invested in these characters, even some of the side characters. But I'm very, very invested in these characters. And I can't wait to see, like, where this finishes. And literally throughout this game, they constantly talk about, like, this has happened to Hugo, that's happened to Hugo, what does it mean? Is he okay? Is he doing well? Um, and I thought all that was handled just phenomenally well. I think I think the pacing of the game, um, like I said, coupled together with, you know, those small, those small gentler moments, the happy moments as well, the really dark stuff, the, the, the scarier moments of the game for the characters. Um... And then breaking out into like these massive set pieces, then calming things down, then having like a bit of danger. Characters get through it, and the way that all ebbed and flowed, I thought was just absolutely fantastic. I re- I really really did. So, um, yeah, Playtale Requiem. If you've not played the first one, like I said, I, I highly recommend this game. I mean, if you want to play the first game, of course, it's it's entirely up to you anyway. Um, I think you can probably play that through the PS5 and PS4 and all that type of stuff. Um, but I only personally played like the first half of Playtale. It wasn't because I disliked it, it just, it didn't fully click with me. And then, I, I I always had it in the back of my mind of like, hmm, didn't really get on with Playtale, I don't really know why. And kind of, you know, um, a new one comes around and I saw like, oh, Hugo still survived the first game. 
he's still in this and you've still got kind of the same plot so I didn't feel the need to go back to the other game and then I saw like oh crossbow and new kind of like gameplay bits and pieces and this uh, not just visually but in every sense like it looks better and it's you know got the haptic feedback stuff I was like okay I'll, I'll jump back in jump back in, into these you know character story and continue and I'm so glad that I did <clears throat> um but uh yeah I'd recommend the second one here Plato Requiem I think it's a fantastic game I think it just deserves more recognition which again is strange to say because it got nominated for game of the year but um more more people need to experience this I think especially for this story which I will obviously delve more into here in in the spoiler section um I will say if I'm to tease how good the story is it dares to go to places where not just video games but other media doesn't dare to go anywhere near and it was so interesting with this game because they 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 tease multiple different outcomes of like this might happen to Hugo that might have happened to Hugo this might happen to this character and are they strong enough to get through it and this, this kind of stuff but throughout the, throughout the game and especially the second half the game teases you, you with like oh we might do this thing and I'm like, nah, nah, you're not, you're not going to do that. Nah, there's there's no way that you'd do that. Games, media and entertainment just don't do that sort of thing. And it's like, no, we're going to you know, te- tease that story a bit more, tease that outcome a bit more. And I was like, nah, you, you're not going to. There's going to be there's gonna be something else that's going to happen, you know. And then, uh, well, I won't say how it concluded, but it, it, dared to, it dared to go somewhere. And I applaud it. I, I applaud this story for being... Arguably quite brave, I do. Um, now there's a little, how do I want to kind of say this? There's a little hint that there could be another one, that there could be a third game. Um, I think that they should conclude with this game. I think you should go out on a high. Uh, that being said, I, I mean, I wouldn't mind more story from this. I just felt like the se- the second game was so so good. They executed the story almost perfectly um and i just think like i wouldn't really want a third one to come out and sort of i don't know affect what happened in the second game um i definitely would would play more games from what are they called again asobo studio like if they make a new game and they make a new ip or something i'll support them because i really like this game you just don't need to do a plague tale Again, I think. Anyway, I'm trying to be very vague and whatnot with the story. I'm just trying to talk about it in some sort of spoiler-free sense. Anyways, take a quick break here. We'll come back and then we'll get into spoilers. See you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is ETALKUK. That's E-T-A-L-K. UK to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode, and you can go and click on that link in the show notes. That's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well, so you can either copy and paste the promo code ETALKUK, E-T-A-L-K-U-K. You can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20% off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging 
to the items themselves, even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very, very first class, very professional, so no questions about Manscaped's quality. Thanks very much to Manscaped for sponsoring Entertainment Talks podcast, and thank you very much for listening. Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system, which is usually in the bottom right hand corner, to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today. So that's Kualu, and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today. Thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link. Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcast and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if you if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support entertainment talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, it's time for spoilers. If you've not played Playtale Requiem, that is the second game, the game that I've been talking about for the last half an hour. Uh, you're going to want to click the episode off now. Um, so if you don't want to know what happens at the end of the game, which I, I recommend, if you have even the vaguest interest to play this game, or to watch the story or something on YouTube, um, I recommend you don't listen to... Excuse me. I recommend that you don't listen to this half of the podcast because I'm going to ruin the story for you with this spoiler section which is what this is so please uh, don't don't be tempted to listen to what happens go and go and naturally find out what happened whether it's you playing the game watching somebody else play it or watching the cutscenes please go and do that before you listen because I I think this game with this story does something very daring very special and um I think it would be disappointing for you personally I think you'll have a disappointing experience if you just hear me say what happens as opposed to going and experiencing it for yourself. So please don't do that. I recommend it. I can't tell you what to do. I'm just recommending that you don't get this story spoiled for you. Uh, so in the meantime, of course, entertainmenttalk.org, podcast platforms, entertainment talk. You can go and listen to our other episodes, TV, games, films, May Night podcasts, either on podcast platforms or by entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, go and check out some other stuff that we got, because um, I'm going to get into spoilers now. Please don't listen to this if you haven't seen it. Uh, if, you, if you've like read about the story or something and you know what happens, then stick around. And obviously, if you've played the game or watched the story or whatever and you know what happens, then uh, obviously feel free to stick around for here. Um, so they give you the tease the whole way through the game, and I, lo- I love the way that they, they pulled off this story. Because Hugo, so many times, and you, you see this almost slow descent um, especially in the later halves of the game from about chapter what 14 onwards 
there's this sense of dread, both from Hugo and from Amicia. From Amicia thinking, no, no, Hugo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, we're gonna fight, we're gonna get through this. And Hugo, not submitting to was it was the the, the Malachia or something like that it was called the the Malaysia, the 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 illness thing that he's got, submitting to it, but him almost kind him almost kind of thinking like, um, because that doctor couldn't help him and said like, hey Hugo's gonna kind of die and like it's it you, you can't do anything about it and obviously the day and age that they live in as well. Uh, there's not a lot of obviously medicine and things like that. Not that this is like a normal thing for a you know a person to be ill with. Obviously, it's a fictional uh, disease, uh, which is you know being connected to rats in this like very dark way. Um, but the fact that like you go through the end of the story and like Hugo goes off at some point and he almost like comes across at certain points as if he's possessed and you know. Um, just has this kind of like yeah almost this possessed speech of like the the malachia um i'm just going to call it that has like taken control of him and you're like oh this is like there there's something this isn't playing out in a normal way this story cuz the the assumption the sort of like um an original way for this to play out would have been oh no you saved the get the day you get amicia you get Hugo by Amicia to something and you, you know, heal him and you save the day kind of thing. Um, I think the, the, the very moment, um, and it's quite, well, not, not really a moment per se, the long section of like Hugo's run off, you do that spectacular set piece on, on this like broken bridge thing where you've got Amicia's friend with you and you have to, you have to sprint from, like cover to cover thing and the rats are just there's just so many on screen and it's so impressive and you're sprinting from one to one and then they, they, they get through all of it and uh i can't remember if it's the bit after or the bit before but like with the birds and like you have to kind of give in quote unquote but then so the answer wasn't you know you get killed by these rats that like pile themselves up as people you have to just put the fire out and um it is just gonna be too late, and then you get to this like really dark part of the game, um, where you're playing, you're still playing as Amicia. You've got her friend um, with you, and Hugo's like almost like he's, you know, in some of these like sci-fi films that you see where like you have a you have a big enemy or something, some sort of big uh, monstrous thing, and you'll you'll get to like a core of it where there's a heart or there's like a a thing and it's like hey we have to destroy the thing in order to get rid of whatever else but the core is hugo being well not strung up he, he's like tied into this tree because he's kind of become one with the malachia thing is is the best way to describe it and then um you can't run you can't move you can't really do anything you just have this slow walk up to the tree and there's that moment where you know by, by that point it dawns on you that like you're gonna have to kill Hugo, and you're probably you as the player are probably gonna have to be the one to do it. And everybody sort of everybody's looked at the situation and thought, okay, we both don't know how to stop this. And even if we did know how to stop this, could we? Because this has just got completely overflown. You see, like how much destruction and chaos the rats have caused. And it's like, okay, the only way to kind of stop this is to kill Hugo, in a way. 
And then you just have that act. You hold, L for me, L2. You hold L2, and you don't even aim. You don't even aim. The game just auto-aims at that, at Hugo. And I was like, okay, there's nothing else to, there's, there's nothing else to do. It's, it's, it's one of them sad parts in the game where, like, you know what you have to do before you even get there. And you know that there's not going to be, you know, this isn't a choice-driven game. This isn't going to be, you know, um, what's it called? Uh... There's not going to be like some other way to save him or, or something like that. Um, and you press R2 and you... Um, for, for me, when it, so when I pressed R2 and it kind of like... Because you have the adaptive triggers that kicked in. And she automatically swung it like a whole bunch of times. And then she flings the rock. And I like how it's not just... Like you don't see him get killed by the rock. You don't really need to see that. The implication is there. Um... And then it just cuts to a to, to a white screen, and then obviously you do this other post credits bit. I thought it was just so powerful and just so sort of obviously it was very very sad. But um, unless you're talking about The Walking Dead or something like that, or maybe maybe sometimes in Game of Thrones where like kids die in stories, um, media and entertainment don't tend to go near those sorts of things. Um, it's not even really tons of stories these days, like within big dramas and stuff, that have kids in precarious situations. Certainly not in terms of killing them, anyway. Um, and most things just don't tend to do that, especially not for like a main character. Again, you know, Game of Thrones is sort of Walking Dead aside. I can't think of loads of things where like kids die in these stories regularly and that sort of thing. Um, and I thought it was it was very brave. Um, and it sort of almost made sense that, because the, the game visually is trying to tell you also, like, look how many rats there is, how do you, how do you as the player think Amicia, Hugo, and everybody else is going to stop this, how do you think it's going to happen, and I myself, as I was going through those last chapters, thought, like, okay, Hugo's kind of really, like, getting almost possessed by this thing, maybe there is, like, a big bad that will kill or something, and it will save the day, but it's hinted to you for so long that like this thing is just getting too strong and um th there's a moment where I think Hugo himself says at a couple of points says like I don't care what happens to me as long as this stops and you go through all this story about like th those previous previous people and what happened to all those um but I I thought it was very brave very very powerful um, and, uh, I, I applaud the studio for, like, you know, I don't want to see kids die in things, but within the context and within the story here and, and, and what happens and how the, how the game does try to tell you of, like, no, Hugo, this is getting out of control and there hasn't been a solution so far to fix Hugo, you know, um, so, and then Hugo realises it himself and Amicia isn't kind of on his side and Amicia's kind of saying to Hugo about, like, so no 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 we'll find a way we'll we'll fight through it which is what you're kind of thinking as the gamer is like yeah we'll probably like you know get to a final bit and solve it and save the day which is normally what happens in these stories that being said i'm i'm very torn on the post credit scene of this game obviously you do a bit where you're walking with is it paris is, is her name uh the, the pirate woman that you meet who is a very cool character and 
they're about to like go off to do something and she said uh, Amisa says hey I'll be with you in a minute I need to go off and do something and I think it was go to Hugo's resting place and then you cut to like a post credit scene where it's implied that Hugo is in this like autopsy bed type of thing and the fists are clenched his fists are clenched actually don't you don't know if it's him but it's implied that it's him and that mu- a little trickery bit of music plays out and you see like the the black i don't know if it is black veins or black vine whatever it is the, the the black stuff that's on hugo you sort of see it on like an upper part of his body giving you an indication that maybe hugo is going to live through it i'm very very torn because it was so and i'm not saying i want hugo to stay dead but there's certain times within media, within entertainment, that you have to look at a character's death and think, okay, if you reverse this death, not just for his, but for other characters, if you reverse this death and be like, oh no, it's fine, they were, they were alive all along. Depending on how they would do it, it w- I think part th- there's just a risk that it could take away some of that emotion, some of that impact from the end of this game. And like, when you're... Um, when you're walking through the desert and following the birds and Hugo's like, no, you have to find your own way and the game goes silent and you can hear Amisa running through and, and all this kind of stuff. Um, I just, like, there was such, there was so much emotion behind everything that happens that if it's like, oh no, Hugo's fine. Um, and it would be cool if he's if he's fine i don't want him to be dead but it, it creates a sense of stakes it creates you know an impact to the story um because otherwise if you do the third playtale game and like oh no hugo's alive he's fine he's broken out like what's the status of things then like are the rats coming back and then if the because there's a danger that you slip into you could slip into the third game which is like oh no Hugo's fine he's alive but he still has the disease off we go on the journey again because then it'd be like okay you've kind of undone all the all the tension all the stakes and everything else of the end of this game um which is where I do think like as much as I again don't want Hugo to be dead it makes sense for the the way the story played out and the fact that like okay throughout the whole story they couldn't figure out a way to stop the illness apart from unfortunately killing this child um and just how how powerful that is i feel like you will just undo that if you if hugo is is alive um obviously you know within the game when you're because you use like a plain rock don't you like the, the original version of the rock that you that you sling and you know, when you when you kill the enemies that like don't have the helmets on or whatever, that kills all of them. And obviously, there 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 could be a part of this where it's like, no, Hugo lived because he was protected by this thing, and he wasn't killed by the rock. Um, I just don't know what that would do to the 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 big impact, the big very brave story that's told here. Um, of what you what you would do to that. Because, I mean, would I like to play as Amisa again, doing all this cool stuff and the rats and everything? Sure. Um, but you did such a good thing with this game that... Because part of me is thinking, like, okay, 
from a quality standpoint, w would I like to play another Playtale game? Sure. Should there be another one though? And how how are you going to raise like? How are you going to make the gameplay even better? How you how are you going to possibly raise the stakes of this of this game? Um, if you do a third one, and I'm not a developer, so I don't have those answers, but I would just almost prefer like okay, leave Playtale here, and obviously you're a game studio, so you're going to be making other stuff. Make something else that's new. You could you could still do some sort of like. You know, if you want to do like a dark story still, where, um, I don't know, you have like a um, post-apocalyptic-ish type of, type of world, like that dark sort of world. You can still do something like that, but I just don't know that you need to revisit, I don't know that you need to go go back and do it again. Um, I don't know, I don't know. Um, yeah, because I, I just like... I I was I was very surprised and taken back by like okay no we are actually going for this in in the ending and just the whole way it was portrayed and um, there's so many great little things about like visually and in terms of audio and the gameplay structural choices of the ending and like how you got there and the fight that's still in Amicia and Hugo's kind of like not given up but realized okay there isn't anything we can do and it is sad and it's 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 tough but um it's the way things had to be i just don't know how you follow up from that i don't i don't know how you follow up from that so um regardless of that whether we do or don't get another playtale game um again i don't know how i don't know how you would do it um the natural way you would do it is like no hugo was alive but you're going to continue doing the same thing cuz I, I don't know how you would even continue the story with with hugo um, because if you, if you bring Hugo back alive and he's still got the the illness and it's like okay we're off again on like finding a cure well then what what, what do you do with like what what you did at the end of the game like how big this this disease got and like the massive amount of rats like you can't you can't really do that again um and you can't do it on like a bigger scale either I mean this this the this thing with the, with these rats. Were like taking down buildings and taking over towns and like crushing places, and it was epic and it was a big scale and it was awesome. I just don't know how you go bigger or better than that. I I've no idea how you do that, but that's what I mean about going out on high note. And this is as high as I know as I think Plague Tale could possibly get. What I would like to see from Plague Tale, and I was thinking about this as well. Um, I would like to see because much as I think this game could have used a bit of a bigger budget just to elevate things even more. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing, because I, I couldn't help but think about, like, this Last of Us TV show, high production value, the same sort of, like, desolated type of world. Um, I would love to see a TV adaption of this story. Um, I think you could do it in the same tone, the same vein as The Last of Us. Uh, I, I would literally like the, the same type of treatment. And we don't know completely how good the Last of Us TV show is going to be. But it's, it's looking very, very good. I would just like this to follow the same formula as that. Um, I, I wouldn't want you to see... I wouldn't want you to do it in terms of... In a film format. I, I don't think you've got enough time. Because there's just too much of like... What's going on with Hugo and all these rats and just everything else that happens. I wouldn't want you to cram that story into two hours. Or even three. I would want like a full... You know, eight or ten episode TV show, but with high production value. I don't know who you'd cast and that type of stuff, but um, 
because I, I I think he'd be capable of telling a very good story in in that medium. So that's 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 what I would want from a plague tale. Um, but I don't feel like I need or I say want again. I would play a third game, but I don't know that you need it. So we'll see. Anyway, we'll see what um Asobo Studios decides to do with the story and with everything else. Again, I don't want Hugo to be dead. But for it to for the for the impact and the stakes to stick and to stay, you sort of need the story to end in the way that it was intended. Um but then there's the post credit scene, so we shall see. We shall see. Anyway, that's kinda of my review for Playtale Requiem. I very much enjoyed this game. Strong must play. Um I was gonna say if you haven't played it, but hopefully you did because I've just spoiled like all of it for you. Um for those of you that have played it, um you know, or watched it on YouTube, or watched a, uh, somebody else play the game, whatever the situation may be. What do you think of a potential Playtale 3? Do you agree with me, or do you think that they should find a way to bring Hugo back and continue the story? What would that look like? Would you like to see a TV adaption? What did you think in terms of the the stakes of the ending and the impact of it? Did it impact you as much as it did me? Uh, what do you think of all the gameplay stuff and just the impressive set pieces and everything else? Uh, let me know what you thought anyway. Um, and do you think this should have won something at the Game Awards because it, it didn't win anything? So there we go. Anyway, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes, email box on the website version of the episode, clickable email name in your show notes as well, uh, and there's all that sort of stuff as well. Uh, so get in touch, let, us, let me know what you think of this game and whatever else. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on EntertainmentTalk.org, TV, games, films, main night podcast, take a look out for what we're doing over there. Uh, entertainment talk.org podcast platforms entertainment talk take a look at what we're doing um you can tell other people about what we're doing as well and let them know uh, about that either by telling them or using social media uh patreon five dollar ten dollar level tiers for the free podcast review options have a look out for those as well if you'd like to tv and film news um if you'd like to be updated on all those sorts of things renewals cancellations pickups air dates film news geektown.co.uk geektown radio uh, for TV and film news, that's run by David, so check out all of that. Uh, Twitch content, Bex is still streaming over there very regularly. Trista BYTES over on Twitch, very good, very fun, creative person, Bex over on Twitch. Uh, Trista BYTES. As for chat, retro, and game streams, look out for all of that as well. Uh, me over on Twitch and YouTube, uh, Twitch eTalk UK and YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>